0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hello and good evening, and thank you for joining me. Um this is evening time and today is not the nineteenth. Today's the uh the twentieth, the evening of the twentieth, and what happened was uh, my computer went completely bit, broke dead, and I had to end, I ended up getting a new one, and I didn't get a brand new one. I got a second-hand one and then had to um, go through all kind of changes to get uh, this up and operating correctly. And in the meantime, of course, uh, I failed to do the um, Friday show. Which happened to have been my uh sixty fourth uh birthday. Which was uh pretty good. I went and saw the movie uh Ben Hur. Um and uh I was quite uh pleased with uh the production that uh of Ben Hur. It uh wasn't quite the old Ben Hur with Charleston Heston, but uh it 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 was good. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you, dear Lord, for this time, and I thank you, Lord, for this medium, and I thank you for an opportunity, Heavenly Father, to share words of encouragement and who you are with others, and I just pray that you bless the ears and hearts that hear the words spoken, and for those that do not know you, that they will come to know you in time quickly, I pray than later. In Jesus' name we thank you. Amen. And I've been reading Know the Words of Jesus in 30 Days, uh, provided by Guidepost uh, and done by Stephen Lang. So <coughs> today as of course, Who do you people say I am? Eyes begin to open and the memory verse: The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. At the heart of it all today, we look at some of the key Son of God passages in the Gospels, including some of Jesus' I Am statements found in John's Gospel, as well as the Caesarea Philippi episode and the Transfiguration. In the last chapter, we look closely at some passages in which Jesus revealed himself as the place where heaven and earth met. We continue the same thing today, giving special attention to some of the I AM passages in John's Gospel as well as the closely related instances of the disciple Peter coming to understand that Jesus was Son of God and then the astonishing episode known as the Transfiguration. The key term for today, Son of God, Jesus tells his followers I and the Father are one. Here, in essence, he is the meaning of Son of God. Jesus will completely express the will of his Father. He is the true Son because he is fully obedient. Although he will open the way for many to become sons of God, he is uniquely related to God and the validation of that was given So they asked him, What miraculous signs, then, will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? And that's John chapter 6, verse 27, verse 30. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. And that's John chapter 6, verse 35 through 51. This is a follow-up of the miraculous feeding of the 5,000. The people had wanted to make him king after his great miracle, but far greater than that, the loaves and fishes is the food that endures forever. Jesus tells them to believe, then they ask for another miraculous sign. This is a difficulty with miracles. They should lead to deeper faith, but instead they led to the desire for more miracles. The miracles are signs pointing to heaven realities, but the spiritually blind, they are not. The spiritual blindness is one of the greatest things in John's Gospel in john chapter 6 verse 40, 41 the jews grumble about jesus' words just as their ancestors grumbled about the manna in the wilderness and that's exodus chapter 16 verse 2 they also grumbled about jesus himself is this not jesus the son of joseph whose father and mother we know how can now say i came down from heaven chapter 6, verse 42. This incident takes place in Capernaum, Jesus' home base. We see in this incident how on another occasion, Jesus lamentated over the spiritual blindness of the people of Capernaum and the other towns where he ministered. For those who believed the feeding of the 5,000 was a sign of a great spiritual reality. Those who trust in Jesus will never be spiritually hungry or thirsty again. Jesus is promising total salvation. He is also promising fulfillment of one of the great concepts of the Bible, the satisfaction of those who hunger for truth and for righteousness. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters and you have no money. Come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money? On what is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy. And that's Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1 and 2. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them, not any scorching heat. And that's Revelation chapter 7, verse 16. As elsewhere in God's gospel, a contrast is made heaven, between the age of the Jews and the age of the Christ. The people of Moses' day ate manna, the miraculous food from heaven, yet in time they all died. In this new age, people may feed on the heavenly food Jesus and never die. This is the first of Jesus' seven I Am statements in John, in which He made it plain to all who were spiritually sensitive, who he was and what he came to bring to mankind. No more darkness. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have light of life. And that's John chapter 8, verse 12. The Jews often referred to the law, the Old Testament, as their light as exemplified in the bible's longest chapter psalms 119 an extravagant praise of laws guidance in life at festivals such as the feast of tabernacle the illumination symbolized the presence of god and the divine law the jews also saw the messiah as the bringer of the divine light to all the world the original light from which the sun, moon, and stars had been kindled. They believed this light dwelt under the throne of God, reserved for the Messiah. The Feast of Tabernacles celebrated, among other things, the Jews as the light unto the Gentiles. During the Feast, torches on tall poles lit up the temple courts. The torches were reminders. Of the divine pillar of fire that led the Israelites through the wilderness John's gospel is a contrasting the age of Israel with the age of Christ the Israelites were miraculously provided with fire from heaven to guide them on their way but Jesus is something even greater he's not the law of Moses is the light of the world the image of the light versions darkness in common in John and first John, but also the letters of Paul and Peter. There is a strong sense of people choosing sides. No one is neutral in this world. They are either on the good side, light or on the bad darkness. Every Christian had to remember that at one time everyone was on the side of darkness. This is a cause for gratitude and likewise a reason not to be overly proud. The night is nearly over the day. It is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Romans chapter 13 verse 12. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do the righteousness of the wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? And that's Second Corinthians verse six, chapter fourteen. Or chapter fourteen chapter six verse fourteen, excuse me. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. And that's Ephesians chapter five, verse eight. Sheep may safely graze. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for sheep. And that's John chapter ten verse 11. Now chapter 10 in John's Gospel looks at the shepherds of the Jews, those people entrusted with guarding the faith, the priests, the elders, the scribes, the Pharisees. Chapter 9 showed them as spiritually blind, unable to see the power and compassion of God at the work in Jesus, healing of man born physically blind. Both Moses and David were shepherds, thus Israel's greatest prophet and greatest king had been shepherds, but they were the rare examples of leaders who were faithful shepherds over Israel. The prophets of the Old Testament had harsh words to say about shepherds who had no real love for their people, their flock. There were plenty of thieves and robbers, as Jesus said, but few faithful shepherds. Jesus. Is the good shepherd who willingly lays down his life to save the sheep he is not a mere hired man who only works for the pay and has no real interest in the protecting of the sheep such as the priest and the Pharisees looking out for their own interest and caring nothing for their spiritual welfare of their fellow Jews did you know The Pope flies on a plane known as Shepherd One. Because the Pope is the shepherd of the Roman Catholic Church worldwide, a bishop at times carries a a ceremonial staff known as a cazar, and it is based on the shape of a shepherd's staff. The word pastor is Latin for shepherd, related to the word pasture. Jesus is also the gate into the pasture eternal life which is not just in the future but which begins now Jesus as the good shepherd was the fulfillment of several Old Testament prophecies which saw the Messiah as a good shepherd I will place over them one shepherd my servant David and he will tend them he will tend them and be their shepherd that's Ezekiel chapter Thirty-four, verse 23. He tends his flocks like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. And that's Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 11. However, the prophets understood that Israel's true shepherd was God himself, an image familiar to us from the opening words of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, shall not want he maketh me lie down in green pasture he leads me beside quiet waters as a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them so will I look after my sheep I will rescue them from the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness that's Ezekiel chapter 34 verse 12 Jesus was of course both the prophesied Messiah and God himself walking among mankind. I am the good shepherd, must have made a deep impression on the New Testament writers for the images of Jesus as a shepherd occurs many times. Hebrews 13.20 speaks of our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep. You are like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the Shepherd the overseer of your souls and that's First Peter uh, chapter 2 verse 25 Jesus identifies himself as the good shepherd the word translated good here is not the usual agotos but kalos often translated beautiful and the thing not in a sense not of physical uh, to their faith not, a, not well, excuse me, in a sense, not of a physical beauty, but a moral beauty. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus told his disciples to witness to their faith by their deeds. That were kalos, which is K-A-L-O-S. No deed could be more kalos, of course, than a shepherd willingly lay down his life for his flock. United will. I and the Father are one. Again the Jews picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus said to them, I have shown you many great miracles from my Father. For which of these do you stone me? We are not stoning you for any of these, replied the Jews, but the blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. And that's John chapter 10, verse 38-33. In John 10, the Jewish leaders ask Jesus blatantly, Are you the Messiah? And Jesus never directly answers yes, for answering these people is pointless. His sheep already know what he is, while those others do not. But Jesus' enemies accuse him of blasphemy, for saying that he and the Father are one to understand this passage we need to remember that the Jews unlike most other people in ancient times believed in one God and only one to even hint that there was more than one God or that God was sharing his divinity with another being was considered horrible however the Hebrew word for God was Elohim which is technically a plural gods it was understood as a kind of royal we in the way that a king would issue his royal decrees by saying we now command you to in a sense the plural name Elohim left open the possibility that there were or was a we in God that the Jews worshipped only one God but somehow mysteriously there was a plurality in God. Jesus certainly agreed with his enemies that there was only one God, yet in some mysterious way we cannot begin to comprehend. God was both Father in heaven and Son Jesus on earth. They were one because their wills were in perfect harmony. Here, in essence, is the meaning of the Son of God. Jesus will completely express the will of his Father. He is the true Son because he is fully obedient. Although he will open the way for many to become sons of God, he is uniquely related to God. And the validation of this was given at his baptism and transfiguration. While Israel called God's firstborn son in the Old Testament, proved disobedient, and while Israel's kings called sons in the palms were likeness failures likewise failures Jesus is true son the one who carries out the father's will a cultural insight here Jesus and Hanukkah Jesus spoke the words I am the father I am the father are one at the feast of the dedication Hanukkah the only time this festival is mentioned in the Bible. This feast commemorated some crucial events that occurred between the Old and New Testament. Israel was under the rule of a secluded king of Syria, and one of them, the despisable the IV, regarded himself as divine. He detested the Jews and tried to impose pagan practices on them, and the Jews rose in revolt a dramatic story told in the first and second uh, Maccabees and the a prophet Antius had desecrated Jerusalem temple by having pigs sacrificed on the altar the Jews eventually recaptured the temple cleansed it and rededicated to God hence the name of the feast of dedication Walk on me. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And that's John chapter 14, verse 5 and 6. Early in John's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 51, Jesus had described himself as a stairway connecting earth and heaven. Unlike other teachers, Jesus is not a guide to the right path, but is the path itself. The Old Testament refers several times to the law of Moses as the way or the path which people of faith must follow. The New Testament shows that the path is no longer a set of commandments, but as a person, the Son of God. In acts the first believers are referred to as those who belong to the way before they were called Christians. They did not see themselves as being part of any religion or faith. Philosophy, but as the way to God, the only right way to live. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 20 speaks of this new and living way that Jesus opened up for us. And Ephesians 2 chapter and verse 18 says that through Jesus we have access to the Father by one Spirit. A Vintage Life I am the true vine, And my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. I am the vine. You are the branches. If any man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing. And that's John chapter 15, verse 1, 2, and 5. The Jews at the time believed that Israel was God's vine, an enormous golden grapevine symbolizing Israel hung over the entry to the most holy place in the temple. However, the prophets had to remind Israel constantly that the vine was unfruitful. I have planted you like a choice vine of sound and reliable stock. How then did you turn against me into a corrupt wild vine. And that's Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 21. In the famous song of the vineyard in Isaiah 5, God speaks of the love and care he lavished on Israel only to be repaid with disobedience and faithfulness. What more could we have been done for my vineyard than I have done for it? When I looked for good grapes, why did it yield only bad? Now I tell you what I am going to do to my vineyard. I will take away its hedge, and I will, will be destroyed. I will break down its wall, and it will be trampled. I will make it a wasteland, neither pruned nor cultivated. The briars and thorns will grow there. I will command the clouds not to rain on it. The vineyard of the Lord Almighty is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah are the garden of his delight. And he looked for justice, but saw bloodshed for righteousness, but heard cries of distress. Israel proved to be very untruthful vine. This is why Jesus refers to himself as the true vine. Unlike Israel, he obeys God fully. Jesus was telling his disciples that they were also part of the new Israel. Like the old vine, they were to bring forth fruit for God. The Jews had failed to do so, which is why Jesus refers to himself as the true or real vine. As elsewhere in the Gospels, the vine must bear fruit or be cut down. A branch that is not fruit-bearing is not alive as the branches draw their life from the vine so the disciples draw their life from Jesus and cannot live apart from him if they remain united to him they will bear much fruit apart from him we are nothing the Apostle Paul used the same idea in referring to the believers as the body which was useless without his head Christ and that's first Corinthians chapter 12 the great Saint Polygraph one of the early Christian martyrs was said to have been a disciple of the Apostle John and supposedly he derived his name from the Greek words used in much fruit meaning he was a disciple who had been born much fruit note that in his passage God is called the Corticos, the normal word for a farmer as well as the source of the common name George the word translated prune is actually cleanse as in the washing away filth and impurity so a plant is cleansed of dead and useless parts the idea here is making holy sanctifying the useless and dead are cast away, enabling the healthy vine to bear more spiritual fruit. The Messiah's Rumors When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah. Or one of the prophets but what about you he asked what do you say I am who do you say I am and Simon Pebra answered you are the Christ the Son of the Living God and Jesus replied blessed are you Simon son of Jonah for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my father in heaven and I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it I will give you the keys of the kingdom Of heaven, Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hand of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him never Lord he said this shall never happen to you and Jesus turned and said to Peter get behind me Satan you are a stumbling block to me you do not have in mind the things of God but the things of men and that's Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter 16 verse 13 through 23 Alright, folks. Well, uh I wanna I'm gonna stop there and we will continue uh Monday. Uh now that everything's up and working right and we will continue Monday with who do people say I am. In the meantime I just uh I just wanna thank you for coming by and I pray that uh, you'll have a blessed uh weekend and uh that uh, you'll take care. And be blessed. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. I thank you for this time. I thank you, Lord, for allowing things to come together so that I may continue to pour words over this medium of your love and knowledge of you so that those that do listen may be either enlightened or intrigued. But you are so gracious and so good. And I just give you all the praise in your son Jesus' name. And now, Father, I just ask that you just uh, just continue to bless in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so with that, uh, I will see you guys on Monday, or you'll hear my voice on Monday. Hopefully, everything going okay. In the meantime, be blessed and bless someone else.